Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you don't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have two new episodes coming out every week. Now let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was in New York at, uh, you ever hear of Quad Studios? You know what? No, I haven't. It's like a big, whatever, big studio in New York. I'm not a big fan of the big studios. I like that people can do it like indie, like in their house record now, you know? No, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure like they became big studios for a reason. Though. Yeah. Things do hit a certain level where it's like people just assume that they can hate on them because they're so popular. But really, there's a reason that they got to that popularity. There's always a reason why you get big. Like, so... They had to be doing something. They had to been doing something, right? Yeah, yeah. Because really, you don't, you can't get to a level of success without people hating on you, and then that number of like hateful voices will just grow, even though it's a smaller number. It sticks out. To a certain level of success without people loving you either, though. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like the part that I think the part that people be waiting on is for people to hate on you. So it's like the part that gets remembered. It's like, oh yeah, he got we he got big, and then he did this scandalous thing. We hate him. Mm. She got big. She sucked the wrong dick. We hate her. See, I I actually like that point because I think even in myself, like when I hate on myself and someone hates on me, I'm like, see, I was right about myself. You know. It's like, see, that person saw what I saw in myself, even though that's not really what it is. Facts. Do you, so I feel like you've been around for a minute, but you're on this like new push right now where your music is like, you change, it's, you're on a, like what you're putting out right now is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to start, like, I'm just trying to start fresh. Like, I feel like, you know, a, it's been so long since I put out music by myself that uh, I just kind of feel like, you know, it's a it's a space to reintroduce myself, I guess, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be arrogant and be like, everybody who is with me is still here. Or da, da, da. I'm trying to just pretend like I'm playing a whole new game. Mm. When did that mindset kick in and why did that why did that happen? It's just being respectful of like, you know, uh, it's so many people doing their thing and it's just like, you got to figure out how to occupy space. So it's like, just, just respecting the, the, the whole, the whole ecosystem of this shit. Like, it's just like, I'm, I'm back on the court trying to hoop, you know, that don't mean that I'm going to just be able to just get in the game. So I got to, I got to show, I got to, I got to go as hard as I did to get in the game initially to, to kind of, you know, show niggas what the fuck is going on. When did that mindset kick in of being like, nah, I'm just going to start over. I'm going to Phoenix this shit. Phoenix is a great word. Um, I don't know, man. I think it was when I, I was like, I want to put out an album. And then I was trying to figure out how to put out an album. And I was like, damn, I haven't done this in a while. So I, I just was like, let me respect that idea and just and um and pretend that I just haven't done this shit before. 
When was that? Maybe like 2020. Like coming out of the pandemic, I feel like um, I'd actually like did a deal with uh, Sony. And because of the pandemic, like nobody knew how to release music and all sorts of shit. You know what I mean? And um, I think it just made me realize like, yo, like when you do come back, you got to you got to just um build some momentum yeah that was, yeah 2020 though to answer your question what uh what made you lose the interest before that it wasn't a loss of interest it was just a lack of like a poor timing i guess like literally like i said like i signed a deal in 2019 after my not my second project solo but like i had a project with smoko oh no that came out and we had did a deal with uh, Sony Payday and the pandemic hit. And I think, you know, uh, it was just like a difficult time for people to put music out and even figure out like how to fuck to market the music. And so that label ended up getting dissolved. Like, um, I think, uh, the guy who owned it, Patrick, he was going through a divorce, whatever the fuck he was going through, and he just, you know, sold the company. So it just kind of was like, damn, what do you do now? And then it's like, wait a minute, you've always been an independent artist. So let me figure out and come with a game plan about how to re-engage. And did that that love for it come back when you kind of became the student? The love for it never left, but yeah, I mean, you know, like it's always fresh to like, put yourself in a position to learn and just like, yeah. Yeah. The love for it. Never, never love. Never. You ever heard of rap snacks? Come on. What are you talking about here? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So I was just reading an article on the dude that started that. Okay. And how he started it in like the nineties. And okay. then he like, you know, he, he dropped they had like Lil Wayne rap snacks, but yeah, keep going. No, and it just like it didn't work out. And then he took like a six year break off that shit. And then when he came back, or maybe it was like he started in 2002 and then he took to 2010 or 12 off and then he started pushing that shit. And then you see where it is now. Yeah, no, nah, Rap Snacks is, is crazy because it's like he snapped because he fed into the nostalgia of what he built, you know? Mm hmm. So then it's like he never gave up on his idea. Like even if he took the I that's why I do like hearing you say that you never lost the love is because like I think from a fan's perspective like mine, I don't know where an artist's head is at when they release music versus when they don't, because that's a lot of times has nothing to do with it, you know? Yeah, no, nah, no bad. It's like releasing music is the it's low key the hard part because it's like you want you might be a type of artist to be like, I want everything to be perfect and I want this shit to, but what I really learned is just like, just feed, 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 feed. Yourself feed, you know, the people who are waiting on it. Cause it's going to be perfect at the right time. Mm -hmm. Like when you put it together, like, cause as an artist, you always trying to put something together, you know, like uh cohesively or whatever. And, um, 
you got to be patient with yourself. And then you got to also understand, like, if people are fans of you, they're going to be patient with you. And that's I think that's a, a an anxiety thing that most artists don't realize. It's like, even if people are like, all right, we never getting a, a Kami album or we're never getting an exit, like, whatever, uh, insert artist name here album. Um, At the end of the day, when that album dropped, if somebody's a fan of you, they're going to tune in. And if it's good, they're going to tell somebody about it or play it in a setting where somebody else is going to find out about it and it's just going to grow. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work trying to make sure that that's consistent, which is, I think a, a lot of artists fear is like, if I drop this thing, what do I do next? What do I do after next? You know? So, um, rap snacks. <laughs> no, I I uh, I fuck with that and I think that goes back to the point that we started the conversation off about like the bad thoughts in your own head where it's like honestly what holds me back from like oh should I do this thing that'll reach to that isn't to me I'll be like well how's it going to be perceived but really it's like well what if it doesn't work out then I'm going to see in my head that I'm failing it when not really that's just all part of the steps forward no, for sure. I mean, it's like at the end of the day, how do you perceive it? Yeah. As the person who's doing it, you know, I think we'd be having too much. First of all, people don't care that much, to be honest. Like, to be very honest, it's like at the very end of the day, anything that you do, people can care about it for the day and it might impact them for life. Um, But like in the bandwidth of their life, it's a, it's just a it's a small component. So it's the, the responsibility is to you, the person who's making it to, um, to care about it as much as you like, you know, to, to kind of really assess it as much as you need to not trying to like, I got to make this for them or I got to make this for whoever the fuck, like just make it for you. And the people who, who, resonate with you as a person are going to come. They're going to get it. What um, makes you a fan of something? That's a great question. Um, I think when I could see the person who made it through it, if that makes sense. Like, if I could hear a song and I could, if I could even, like, imagine what that person is like through you know a piece of art that i'm looking at or uh, some music that i'm hearing and be like i this is the type of person this is then it made me a fan of them because it's like that's you you just found a way to reach somebody who don't know you um through you know through through space and time without ever having to meet me or me having to meet you. So it's like, I'm a genuine fan of like, um, things that resonate authenticity. So it's like, you always hear that too. It's like, it's not like people don't say that for no reason. It's like somebody identified that one day and a lot of other people agreed. Like if people real, if you're a real nigga, if you're a real, whatever the fuck, people will be fans of you like past art. You know, I'm a fan of real niggas everywhere. I'm a fan of real people, you know, like just people who know themselves. Were you, did you feel like you were misunderstood growing up? 
I, this all ties back together. I have a point for asking this question. No, I'm, I'm just like weird, but do you feel like you were misunderstood? Um, to a degree, yeah, for sure. At certain points, at certain points, definitely. I mean, like the way I dress, I think something like even you know in high school or whatever is like the mushrooms at fourteen, like just all sorts of shit, like just little things that people may not have been. It wasn't like the standard or like what you were supposed to do or whatever. And, you know, people would just be like, oh, my God, you're, you know, you're either you're never going to be shit or you're, you know, you tripping or whatever the fuck. So, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of art comes from people who are misunderstood trying to be understood. So, yeah, innately, I think, yeah, for sure. And that's the point that I'm making is like, I am a fan of someone that I can understand through what they've created. I don't know what it is, but they, no matter what the output is, they whittled away for me to understand them in a short burst, you know? And that's right. what the authenticity is. Yeah. I mean, you can't fake that. No, you, you can't, you can't like recreate it. You can't like pretend. So it's like, when you when you feel misunderstood, I think your goal is to be understood. No matter what, how different somebody wants to be, they want somebody to understand them. So that's why people make art. That's why people fucking go and run naked down. I don't know. People do a lot of weird shit to to feel accepted and understood, right? Um, I don't know why I was even going with that run naked shit. <laughs> you were watching fucking old school. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good ass move. Um, yeah, no, nah, like for real though. So it's like, um, yeah. When did you first feel understood by the universe, like fulfilled things, something like that? I think when I started putting out music, man, like when people started actually giving the feedback and feeling the music and being like, we want more music and just seeing people who, you know, kind of uh, took the, things I was saying conceptually and was like, I want more of this. I was like, yo, like this is, this is, you know, there's people out there and they might not be like literally aesthetically the same as me or whatever the fuck, but they just get it. And like, I just want to connect with more of those people. Cause I know it's like, it's a, it's, it's a infinite, um, it's just an infinite amount of, like-minded people it's a, a it's a big ass planet that we on so it's like i know that there's more of those people i want to connect with as many of them as i can yeah yeah because that is the like getting out of the you're from are you from you're from the city yeah i'm from chicago for sure okay so like i grew up in like a smaller city, smaller city, like outside of no major cities. And, but it's the kind of like getting out mentality of like, it's so cliche of like the, no one understands me here. But then you start realizing that the world is small enough that there are people that understand you everywhere. And then you hit a certain level where people around you start understanding you too. Like the people around you who didn't understand you at first are like, well, if they understand them, I guess I'll open up to them now. No, for sure. Yeah, like, literally for sure. So it's um, it's just a patience thing, man. Like you just gotta like wait for it to to happen. You put enough out, it's like input output type shit. It's like as much as you put in, you gonna get it out. 
like if you stay on top of it and vice versa. So when people, you know, give you the energy, it's your responsibility to take it and give them more. Where does your muse come from? How do you find your muse? Where do you where does your creative output come from? From love. Um yeah, just from love. Like I know it's like a simple answer, but it's just like things that I love, people that I love, women that I love, like they all inform like what where my music is. I hate when I go back to my origin story and when I think that I made all the decisions I did, how much of it was trying to like impress a girl back. Like, you know, all what I mean? just trying to impress a girl. I ain't gonna I lie. Like, I did this, but nah, it was really just like a, <laughs> me just trying to impress people over and over again. No, nah, I ain't gonna lie. Like a lot of this shit be trying to impress a girl, like currently trying to impress a girl. I'm like, <laughs> stop. Stop that's why me. that's why you're doing this you're trying to... my whole life is structured nah let me stop but um <laughs> yeah no it's, it's still love though it's like trying to impress my my people my friends my mother like my my like my family my anybody that i love it's like i want them to feel like whatever whatever the topic is if the topic is like directly to them it's mm-hmm. like i want them to be like damn you know like that's somebody I know. That's somebody I love. And um, look at that. You know, I help so make it create from a place of peace. It's not like you have to be like angry to create or be. I, like, I mean, no, creating from any emotion is is what you need. You know, you got to. I think it's like the artist's responsibility is take emotions and put them to put them put them on wax or put them on paper or put them on canvas, like take that emotion and make it real so that other people can feel it. Cause that's all this shit is. It's like a conversation and it might not be a conversation where it's like people are talking back to you, but it's like an internal conversation where you give people some shit and then they have a conversation with themselves, but really they're having a conversation with you because you gave them the thing to spark that, those thoughts. You just blew my mind with that. I just blew my own mind with that shit. I ain't gonna. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with no, because with stand up. All right, like so, I'm a stand up comedian. That's like my main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, with the podcast and with stand up, when you start, you think you're just like writing funny shit to tell to the audience. Mm-hmm. But the farther you get into this, you might even understand this with performing. It's like you're kind of playing the audience like an instrument. And it is a one sided conversation that then you, as you said, they're having that conversation with themselves either bef- right at that moment or afterwards. And no, then it's, it's exactly that. If you're, you're hitting it on the head, it's like you, as the performer or as the person that people are focused on, they're looking for you for the subjects and the topics and all of that shit. But the response, because response and the reaction isn't necessarily verbal. It's not like people talking back like, hey, I don't like this. Hey, I like this. Like, it's more or less like how people feel and how people react. They're like, I don't know, on some social media shit, how people engage, right? But that informs how you keep going as the artist and the conversation that you keep having. Sometimes some artists are just like, fuck, whatever the fuck you think, I'm going to just keep doing me. And that's cool. That's cool, too. But I think the more uh, human thing is to be like, like to be able to be publicly critiqued 
and to accept the energy from other people and then give it back to them, you know, bounce it back, bounce it back like over and over. That's why it's like, I almost don't know how to compliment things. Like, I don't know how to compliment art. Like, I guess with music, it's a little bit easier. I can say what I like, but like when you see a painting, like a painting, I really love. I don't know what to say other than this shit's crazy. This shit's fire. This that's shit- fine though. Like that's that's all you need to say. Sometimes it's like <laughs> that shit fine. That's this shit crazy. Like at the end of the day, um, I don't think everything gotta be critiqued too. Like shit can make you feel however you feel, and you might not have an idea of like what it is. You know, it's like you might really see some shit in the art gallery. Or you might really see some shit or hear some shit that you're like, you're not really sure how to feel. You might even hear some shit or see some shit that you might not be sure about how to feel until somebody else gives you an opinion. And people don't really value that as much as they should. It's like, sometimes like-minded people can help inform how you should feel. And that's okay. You know, if your friend feels like, yo, this is dope. And then you're like, this is not you not having your own opinion. It's just like you building your opinion based off of like, you know, things that you trust and like things like if I trust myself, right, to to be able to be like, all right, I got this opinion on this thing or I feel this way about this thing. And I say I love person X next to me and I trust them and love them. It's like I should be able to defer to their their taste sometimes, not all the time. I think it's like being an individual is super important, but I think we run away from the fact that like, we be running away from the fact like we value other people's taste and opinion to then inform things that we don't know shit about. It's okay to not know things and be like you. I trust that you are more of an expert at this than me. What do you think? And then it it, it gives me a feeling to be like, all right, I accept this now. Does that make sense? Totally. Because I think in our mind, we are all, masters of something some form of knowledge like Mm -hmm. we can explain something to somebody Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff we can't so we have to assume everyone has that one thing that they really they do spend their life on and if you want to learn about that you should be willing to listen for sure I would say it's not just I was thinking when you were talking about that stuff like relationships like when you get in a fight with your girl and you don't even want to talk to your friends about it and you're just like, you just stew on that shit. And then finally you open up about it. And then in explaining it, you realize that they're right. Or the person is like, well, did you think about it like this? And then that shit's like, damn, my mind wasn't right on that. Like, I should trust others' opinions. Yeah. But I don't know. I was like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done losing arguments with women about I'm just shutting up. Y'all right. Y'all got it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I had I had a real ego death on DMT to the point where it might have not been good. Cause I just think I can I'll just be like, I'm wrong in every situation. How can I see where I'm nah, you, you going out you going out sad? Like you so can't I'm be wrong not even that. saying it in a sad way, but I mean in a moving forward way. What do they say? Like depression is living in the past, anxiety is like living in the future. It's like I don't want to live in the past. Like if I can if I can see where I messed up in a situation, even if I'm not the one at fault, I'll do that to move forward, you know? 
Yeah, it gets dangerous though, because people take advantage of that shit. So, and I agree with you actually. I'm like, you don't have to live in the past if you can. To every to to people in general, I think everybody needs to let go of things more to to let other things in. But uh, at the same time, you know, like if you always are taking that road of like, all right, I'm wrong. People gonna get used to like putting that on you. And you got to stand, you just got to stand, you got to draw a line. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm wrong, but I do have this opinion about how we can move forward, I guess. Mm. I like that. You do. Have, and I, I understand that. It's, it's such a fucked up thing, but my, this is something my dad told me growing up and it mm. was like, you can give, you can give someone everything but your balls. Yeah, you can't get you can't get up. <laughs> you can't give your ball, and I and I do agree with that. You can't go like when you said go outside. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, damn, am I? And it's like nah, because at the end of the day, you can't go outside. You can't get, you can't get yeah, you can't go outside. You can't go out on your knees. <laughs> I feel like you saying for mushrooms at fourteen is wild to me. See, that's what I'm saying. Motherfuckers thought the same thing, so I'm like, you didn't. That, think that was wild. That was normal. No, nah, I felt like I just fell into this shit. I felt like I was like, I was just always been open to like, all right, let's do it. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it's like, if it's not going to kill me, then I'm not going to say that it makes me stronger type vibe. But it's just like, it's an experience that I could take from and and be ahead of somebody else on. Because now everybody does mushrooms or everybody does, you know, like wants to be, uh, I don't know, like, People get so riled up being creative or people get so that are like just things that I, I I knew I wanted to experience first because I looked up to people who was already doing it. That was adults. So I'm like, I know that I identify with this already. Um, So. What's what stopping me? First trip like at 14. You said what? What was that first trip like? You know, niggas was tweaking when we were shorties because we was taking like full blown eighths, like no, you know, everybody micro dose now and shit. So we take eighths or whatever. So it was like real trips where I'm like literally like like I think one time me and Joey was in uh Wicker Park. There's a park in Chicago, like, um, and we was tripping on I think either mushrooms or even acid or some shit. And it was like a guy in the bush. I went to pee. It was a guy in the bushes. Like, I'll never forget. It was like a homeless nigga in the bushes. And I'm like, bro, it's a nigga in the bushes. Like, for real. Like, actually. And everybody's tripping so hard that they think I'm tripping. And, which I am. But it's like, at the same time, I'm like, yo, it's like literally a human being in the bushes on some cartoon shit. So, like, we walk. I'm like, no, like, check it out. Check it out. And they pull up to the bushes. And sure enough, the guy's like, like, that's some weird. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, it was it was some trippy shit because it was like, yes, I'm tripping. I'm tweaking. But at the same time, y'all tweaking for not believing me, but y'all also tweaking. So now (laughs) now it's like a big ball, of big ball of tweak. But yeah, like motherfuckers just used to be, you know, just experiment with life, like all sorts of shit different phases and different influences and and different people who was around us that was was kind of informing our decisions the universe throws you shit when you're tripping that needs makes you question am i tripping or is this real life i put it to you like this 
I was tripping and I was feeling good. Like, you know, shrooms, like there's that part that make you feel really good. It, like when you first start tripping off them, you know, it was this homeless thing. Mind you, I'm 14. Like I, I think I have $25 in my pocket to my name actually. Right. And there was this homeless dude who walked up and he was like, man, I need some money. Oh, I need some money. Oh, you know, buck, I need some money. I'm, I'm like, for sure. I got you, man. Like, Everything gonna be okay. I'm gonna give you five. I'm gonna give you five five dollars. I'm a. I wasn't fourteen. We was uh seventeen. I'm tripping, and I'm like, I'm gonna give you five dollars out of the twenty dollars, twenty five dollars I have. That's a fifth of everything that I have, like literally. And he's like, he took the bread and he was like, "What am I gonna do with this?" And I remember getting so mad, like I'm like, I should knock this nigga out. But then I'm like, the universe. Also has a way of being like, yo, like this is uh, a little lesson for you to like not take things personally, you know, like you wanted to do something good. So do it. Don't worry about the other side of it. Just worry about like what you want to do. So to your point, yeah, the universe definitely throws crazy shit at you while you tripping. But it does also just find a way to like give you little quirky lessons that stick stick with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Especially ones that are seemingly so simple, but it's like a, it's like under, it's like listening to a song versus understanding it. Like when you get certain lessons while you're hallucinating or whatever on, on it, it just hits you differently. It just no, hits you. No. To, you're like, oh wait, I fuck it. I get it now. Like I get what that that bumper sticker phrase was. You know? Nah, for real. Like you'll just remember some shit that apply at whatever moment. Do you? What type of kid were you pre doing mushrooms? Probably a kid that probably looked like he did mushrooms. Um. Uh, and I don't know. I don't like super do mushrooms or whatever. But like, I don't know. I was. I think I, you know, I was pretty free and and you the were fact always free minded. It wasn't something that like unlocked you. My mom, my mom would always say that I had a strong, like just I had a strong will. So I like now, now I can see what she meant by that because it wasn't that I was like, um, like aggressive or anything. It's just like the thing that I wanted to do or the thing that I wanted, I would fixate on. And like really go for it or really like demand it or like try to get it one way or another. So I think like everything in my life has kind of fit that box of like, do you want to do this? Then do it. You know what I mean? Like it's not no, there's no time or there's no, there's no setting or space or whatever that is stopping me from doing the things that I want or to, to be around whoever I want to be around. Like I don't, you know, I try to create my own gravity so that things come to me more so than um, chasing things and that type of nature. But I think like I was like that when I was a kid, too. I uh, the, the something that I was told again, it's funny, I, I don't even give parables of my dad a lot on this podcast. But another thing he taught me yeah. was like yeah. when like the universe moves forward all the time. 
and it doesn't want you to move outwards. But if you do carve your own little way, it needs to create that way to move forward too. So it will work out, but you do have to want it and you have to go after it. Not for sure. Um, were you, uh, I want to finish the hallucinogen talk just cause I've, I'm interested in that stuff. Were you an acid or a mushroom guy? Mushrooms. I, I, I cannot even fuck with acid. Yeah. I don't fuck with acid either. I, the only time I took acid, a kid tried to rob me right as I was peeking. So you probably never want to fuck with acid again. Never again. <laughs> no. And then my friends were like, you know what we'll do? We'll watch Hateful Eight, that movie that takes place the in Samuel the Jackson gets his dick sucked by another. <laughs> yeah, that shit crazy. In the cabin, oh. in the fucking in the snow. I'm tripping. I just almost got robbed. It was the whole world. Yeah, world. I, yeah they, they, your friends hate you. <laughs> I went down bad that day. Yeah, you was definitely down bad, but. <laughs> <laughs> You ever do DMT? Definitely. Well, no, I don't. I don't know why I said definitely. I did it. I think I done DMT twice. Uh, definitely you know? drug though. If you've done it, you've done it. it I no, yeah, I've, like, de- no, I've definitely done DMT. I'm just saying. Yeah. Definitely. I like. I said that like I hella do DMT, but I've done no, DMT. But it's so strong that you don't need a lot of. You don't need to do that shit that many times in your life, but it's also just funny because like people always have these like little these stories like i i took dmt and i became a giant and i saw you know my my wiener was was me in a in a past like all of that shit, like, <laughs> uh, like i took that shit i definitely it was definitely like on some like fall back shit um saw hella patterns and and geometric shapes definitely felt like it was a hella like time passing but it was it wasn't that long of a time that we was actually off that shit. But it was it was a cool experience. Like it was definitely a cool experience. I definitely want to do it as an adult though, because I did that shit when I was like, you know, like as a teenager. Oh yeah, that's wild. See, your mind was expanded early, so you didn't even get a chance to like be put in the box of like what your like the normal mind, you know? No, nah, I was trying to open this shit up. I was trying to open this shit up as soon as as soon as we could. Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as my 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 mama let me out the crib without not even without curfew, but just, you know, what could she do type shit. It's like I was trying to try it and do it all. Are you are you an anxious person? Do you deal with anxiety? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, like in, in different settings. I think nowadays I've become better at it, you know, because like you you like you do so much to curb your anxiety maybe you drink maybe you you do you know people do fucking drugs and all sorts of shit but um i think it's just like a putting people around you that you're comfortable with and then also just accepting that shit you know like being like knowing knowing your your little boundaries and shit like that like knowing that you don't necessarily have to be in spaces that don't make you comfortable. Like I think that's the thing when you when you the more and more you you get you grow up, you realize like just cause this shit is for a lot of other people don't necessarily make it for you. That's helping my anxiety a lot. I'll be gone. Uh someone uh, my friend was saying 
was my friend a rashid was saying um that like attention is really the only thing we have as people you know like attention is the universal currency type shit and i think that is the like you do the older i get and i'm still my ego gets in the way and i want to just like be in rooms to say i was in those rooms you know but it's like i want to give my attention to things that feed me you know not not things that make me anxious or shit to just be like oh that was cool i did that like i want to be happy i want to be fulfilled with life yeah it'd be i mean like if some shit going on too you know it's like it's tough to be like not to not want to be part of some shit but then it's like when you actively part of the shit how is it making you feel Mm -hmm. like do you really want to be there you just gotta be honest with yourself how old are you if you might be I just turned 30. You just turned 30? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Thank you. When was your birthday? Like this week or some shit? No, I'm saying like this year, I just turned 30. Oh, like, okay. Gonna, was know. that, uh, how did that, how did that hit? How did that hit you? How did you feel about that? I don't feel nothing about it no more because I feel like you spend your whole and you like, oh, like you can't even imagine being 30. And then it's like you're 30 and it's like, damn, I don't feel no different. Um, living the same not the same type of life but like just i have the same type of like mindset about being open to shit and and like really embracing shit even in like what you was asking me earlier about like um re re-engaging and and like on some you know whatever i'm like cool like you know it's like this a whole new chapter of life um we've been doing this shit forever and it's it's been doing what it's been doing. So it's like, why not put some more energy into it and, and go to the next level and, and just embrace all this shit, embrace all this life, you know? Like, so many people didn't even find themselves until they was close to 30. If you're thinking about, like, even people who do what we do is, like, Jay and put out first project till he was, like, 27. Yay, in his 30s, was the most popping. Like, so it's like, there is no, there is no rules to this shit. It's just like I'm a person floating in space, just like you, and I'm gonna try to figure out how to give you more of, of me as long as I'm alive. That's why I love the Griselda shit and why I like. Yeah, look at them niggas. Like they just Conway's forty, you know. Shit, more more power. Like he can wrap his ass off. So it's like, why not? Why why would you stop yourself because of how old you are? You know? And it's like, nigga, in the scheme of things, 40 is literally the middle of your life. Yeah. Like, uh, whatever, this tip, like, you know, the standard of life, I guess, like, 80, 75, 80, whatever. But 40 is the middle of that. So why would you just not do what you want to do at the middle of your life? But you know? I do see a lot of people just wasting time to waste time, like For wasting sure. time to like hide from themselves. So like, all right, like I'm 25 years old. So mm-hmm. I see a lot of people my age just like wasting time. I mean, that's part of it, though. That's part of it. And not saying that that's the right thing to do, but it's just it's part of it. It's like sometimes you, you said something earlier. Um, what you say? 
can't remember. But the, I think the sentiment is like, it's like you're doing things to kind of just find other things out type shit. So it's like you might have to waste some time to like figure out what you want to do. Yeah. But it's great. It's better if you just know what you want to do. I think that's what scares me is this gives me success. Like at if you had told me 21 that I'd be doing <laughs> being able to live off of what I want to do and talk like if you had told me that I'd be talking to you five years ago, I'd be like, you're fucking kid. Cause I, you're one of my top, like I've listened to your music so much for so long, you know? So oh, like, that shit's crazy to me and I don't want to fuck it up. That's why I ask is cause I like, I want advice, you know, like I want, that's what this podcast <laughs> is. is uh, I just want to learn how to live proper. You're already doing it. Like if you, if you already attracting the people that you want on your podcast, all of that shit, and you're doing a good job, like, like just keep doing it. And then, figure out the things that you don't like about it and change them. That's the advice. It's like, don't, don't be, the real advice is don't be scared. Don't, there's no, like, if you can't get nothing with fear. Fear is like the one thing that keeps us, like, there's only one type of fear that keeps us alive. And that's like our instinct, you know? But everything else is like, stops us from doing things. So fear, you got to cut that as much as you can. Cut that. That's like fat. Like you got to cut it out. So that is the main thing to doing the things that you want to do. Just don't be afraid to do them. And I know that sounds super service, but like in the practice of it, bro, it's like you just don't be afraid and you're going you're gonna to do something. How do you cut out your fear? So many different ways, man. You just you got to accept it. You got to accept your fear. Like, you got to be like, okay, I know I'm afraid of this thing. So when I'm doing this, it's going to be a little bit extra pressure. But that's the point. Because at some point after you do it, it's like working out or some shit. It's like after you can't lift a certain amount and then you lift right under that amount and you lift that enough, then you can lift that amount and then you can lift more than that amount. So fear is a, is a gradual progression of like, okay, I was afraid of this thing. Then I, I created a situation where I could do something that was almost like practice of this thing. And then I did the thing. And then now I'm doing, I can't even believe I was afraid to do the thing. That's, that's the, that's how I be trying to look at shit. What do you want next in life? Like what, what's the, what are you going after? What's your goals? Um, you know what? Right now, like, I like uh, my short goal is to put out an album that you know that is like worthy of like the music that I put out that that got me to this point. That's a short goal. I mean, my like long goal is to just be able to produce like experience, you know, because that's what an album is. It's an experience, but like just produce experiences, man. Like whether it's like activation or experiential things that people could come to, whether it's brands and clothing, furniture, all of that type of um, style jewelry. Um, but just to be a producer of things that people can come and enjoy. Like that's my, that's my biggest thing is a producer of product. Like, and product doesn't mean something that you necessarily have to buy, but just something that you could come and experience or intake 
and um and add to your life do you have a moment like that that gave you that idea I like an experience so. i mean recently like not even in the last four days i just did a show at the wonder museum in in chicago and it was like this heavy conceptual thing and i was just like people came and really enjoyed themselves and i was just like yo i want to just do this and i know i'm like using myself right now but i want to do this for other people i want to be able to create just things that people can come and take home culturally but like i always look at like people like um i look at like like I guess the highest example is like somebody like Virgil or like somebody. No, yeah, somebody like Virgil, of course. But even somebody like Pharrell has always been a good person to create like these just moments where you felt like you were, you know, it was just like, yo, how do you do that? Or that you could you could feel his taste through the things that he's doing. Somebody like Tyler, the creator, he's just so good at like creating these moments in time these capsules in time that's like damn like you know he just he got the resource and then he put the resource to to doing some shit that people can leave with um but somebody like Kanye like you know they just are then all of those people are producers like not just like it's it's funny because they start off as like musical producers but like they just took that idea and started producing shit whatever they wanted and just took that same concept and applied it what was the <laughs> what was the what was your was it a concert was it a it was like an exhibit it was called bubble boy like um you know i had written this album and this book like prior to the pandemic what i was going to drop on payday and um it just was like the idea of being stuck and being inside of a bubble and a bubble of your own creation and kind of like trying to break free from that and and um and understanding like having that self-aware moment like i i created this not prison but like kind of self-containing situation you know but I just made it visual literally built a bubble and all sorts of shit so you're being all humble about it, but that shit—that's that sounds crazy. I—I I am very interested in where the idea come from, how you executed it. That's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, you—you saying where did the idea come from? Yeah, like what made you want to put this on as an exhibit? Because like I didn't get to put it out as an album, so I just had the idea, and um, the idea and the concept was strong like I it was really something I was passionate about um like I was going through this writer's block and just like trying to figure out what my next anything was and that's what that was the idea after going through all of that shit and so it was like bubble boy and it was just this you know this whole universe of like this character that just was like trying to trying to break free from that like trying to trying to trying to just you know you you reach certain goals and you become comfortable and you might you know just be able to create whatever space and um 
just whatever you want. You might want like be able to like have the resource to 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 buy this or buy that. And then it's like not only does it get old, but if you don't continue, then you can't keep it up. So it's like you look up, you've created this bubble, and then the bubble starts to block your vision from the next things that you need to do. So I just like that concept and that sentiment, I think, can apply to a lot of people going through life or whatever. And I just wanted to kind of, you know, share that. Do you think that you are still in your bubble or do you feel like you've been able to break free of that? No, right now I'm free for sure. Pre-show or did the show help you break that? No, pre-show. Pre-show. I've been free for a while. Do you feel fulfilled with where you're at right now? Um, yeah, for sure. But I feel like I'm I'm hungry. So it's like fulfilled for the day as long as I get what I need to get done, but I'm still trying to reach certain goals. When do you think your album do you have it? Do you have a plan for it? You know what? That's a great question. I'm waiting on an album. First music question I asked the entire time. I, I this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> no, like I'm waiting on this nigga to send my album cover right now, like literally tonight. And then I just want to put it out because I'm like tired of waiting for a distro deal. Or, I'm tired of just waiting on people. I'm tired of waiting on, on all this shit. I want to put it out. And even if I got to promote it and push it for a year, I want to do that. I just want to put this thing out because I, I, I love it. And I think that people are going to love it. I think it's it's like music that's, you know, I don't think that anybody else is making. Um, so. So it's complete. It's finished. Do you have the name of it or can you say the name of it? It's okay. It's okay, lover. Any features on it? A couple. A couple. Actually, yeah. I hate asking the music questions, but I do want to know. I'm as a fan, I'm excited, but I hate, like, I don't, you know, I just want to have the conversation. Yeah, no, the music questions be, they be, yeah, we got to get out the way. But yeah, no, it's it's Okay Lover is the name of the album. Um, So, um, there's a couple of features on it, hidden features that just, like, the way I like to do features is, like, when people almost sound like they're part of the, like, you can't even tell there's features to like, but it's, they're there. Mm -hmm. Are you, is that all you're working on musically right now is just finishing that up? That shit is finished. So I'm not even working on that anymore, but um, no, I'm, I'm making music and shit, but um, you know, I, I think like, what I'm learning because I've been putting out music now and all this shit, all the things I put out aren't even on the album. So it's just like, I'm like getting back in the mode of like doing oh, this. None of those are singles that you've been dropping. They're just out. They're just music, man. Cause it's like, I just want to put music out. I'm a musician. So it's like, at the end of the day, I don't care if it's an album, if it's a single, it don't matter to me. It's like, let's y'all could put it together. However the fuck y'all need to. I know I got to put some, a body of work together. Cause I care about that too. But um, I think it's the way that I started. Like, if we talking about restarting, is like I just was putting out music, songs. Like, 
it wasn't no plan or none of that shit. I think it's getting it's kind of weak how everything is too planned out. It's like that should take the soul out of this shit. Not saying that you don't have a plan, but sometimes you just gotta go with your gut and just be like, bam, let's put it out. Let's put it out. It might not go, you know. I know I'm not like a billboard charting artist right now, but that's the point is to get there. It's like, let's keep piquing people's interest. Let's put out good music. Let's, let's push. And I think that's needed. I think it's cool to hear that you're working. It's cool to hear that every, like you got, like you still work with people and you're still pushing and it's happening. And it's like, that's what everyone wants, you know, like as fans, we do want artists to create, but also, as you said, like you have to realize that people are people too. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you have a release that when you think you're, you might just release it whenever. Nah, I'm going to put it out. I want to put it out. I wanted to put it out this month. I still might. Um, Yeah, it still might come out this month, July. Okay. But worst case, August for sure. It's going to be a summer album though. Yes. What are you going to do after that? Are you working on a project after that? I'll go to Disneyland. <laughs> You're no, I, I really want to go to Disney. No, I'm just, um, um, Have you ever been to Disney? Yeah, yeah, I think so. When I was a shorty, like low key, I visited like my family in London and they took us to the, uh, some Disneyland, the Disneyland in, uh, where is it? In Paris? When I was yeah, uh huh. They got like a small ass one. Yeah, like some, Literally not Disney World, Disneyland, but it was cool. Like I want to go to Universal where they have the like fucking. They got the Hogwarts. They got Super Mario World. That shit would be Mario World probably lit. I don't even give a fuck about Harry Potter, but that shit looks cool. I want to go to Mario. Harry Potter probably lit too, G. When Guardian Levio, like what? What Bro, I've been playing that Hogwarts video game on my PS Five. That shit's oh, just, yeah. No, nah, somebody put me on that shit. I haven't played it. I got it, but I never. Oh, like, you have it. It's worth it. Yeah. It's, it's. I don't even play video games that much, but it's mad fun. It's fun. Yeah. Okay, say less. I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna get to it. But that Super Mario World shit looks crazy. Yeah, Super Mario is uh that was like the original franchise on some video game shit. I like to be like kids kids can't have fun nowadays with screens, but it's like damn, I wish I was a kid now. Yeah, like, you, have too like much fun you have you probably have it ten times more fun. Yeah. But, Imagine like if I was a kid going to Mario, I'd be like, this shit's real. This right. shit's like this shit's real as fuck. I'd be taking pictures of Luigi, all of them. Mm-hmm. You like roller coasters? Yeah, I do. I love them. I like roller coasters too. I grow love- I I to take mushrooms and go to Six Flags, but I don't think That's tripping right. roller coasters. That's a lot. Yeah, tripping roller coasters is a lot. But I have never done it, so I don't know. Maybe it's not a lot. Maybe it's just some shit I'm afraid of to do. So maybe I'll do that. Skydive. No, I haven't. A lot of my homies went. A lot of the guys went. Like, I know Vic and Joey and, yeah, they all that went skydiving, so. It is cool that you guys all fuck with each other still, because I do feel like it goes one or two ways. I don't fuck with them niggas at all. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, then shit happens. Shit happens, man. Fuck them guys. 
Well, I'm happy that you're on your own shit about that. Because it does yeah. feel like you have a good mentality, you know? Yeah, no, I'm definitely on my own. Fuck, fuck. What was that shit called? Say money? Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit? Nah. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, no, nah, we all still here, man. It's lifelong. Yeah. I appreciate you doing this. Absolutely. I can't believe we did an hour and your phone lasted on that 10%. I ain't gonna lie, this shit hooked to the charger now. Oh, all right. We're good. <laughs> I got it. I look, you gotta go to. I gotta, I gotta go to a chocolate dinner. Oh, a chocolate dinner? That shit sounds. I, mean, I, I don't know what they got. Some Willy Wonka shit going on. Damn! And you're talking to me. <laughs> you gotta go do that. Thank you yeah. for your time, for real. No, absolutely. I hope you uh, enjoy your chocolate dinner. I'm gonna try to. <laughs> Have a good one, man. Thank you very much. You too, gang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah